Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I'm a licensed psychologist and it is time for the tea. So welcome back to Tea Time with Dr. Tarver. This is not intended to be a substitute for therapy, but more of an opportunity for people to be able to learn skills to help them on their wellness journey. So what's the tea today? The tea today is, am I my own friend? And we're going to be talking about those negative, destructive thoughts that we have about ourselves. So I was inspired by one of my clients. We were talking about just the, the messages that we tell ourselves. And I frequently tell my clients, one of the things I'm not going to let you do is beat up on yourself during a session. And she said to me, I really would like to be my own friend and I said now that is a powerful statement so let's get into it why are we so hard on ourselves so let's talk about automatic negative thoughts ants that you'll sometimes hear them referred to as they show up when I tell you they are some good employees they will show up early for work they are well dressed and articulate and how they talk to us in these negative ways. When you are scrolling through the Facebook and Instagram of doom, looking at people's lives and comparing yourself, as we talked about in our last topic, like they're right there with you, egging you on. Mm-hmm. See what you haven't achieved in your life? Look at this person. What are you really doing with yourself? They are relentless those negative thoughts when it's time for you to go to that wedding they're the ones that show up and tell you that you don't look good in that outfit when valentine's rolls around and you see all of these anniversary and memes about partners and you are single that automatic negative thought is so kind to show up and remind you mm, yes this is yet another valentine's day that you are not with someone that automatic negative thought is so on it that things you didn't even know you were insecure about it is happy to point them out for you so you may not even know that you had an issue with not being promoted you may have thought hey this other person really deserves that but that automatic negative thought it'll show up and it'll tell you yeah you would have been able to get promoted but we both know you're not good enough i mean what have you really accomplished over these past few years why would anybody want to promote you so these automatic negative thoughts they are the types of things that deep down inside of us, you know I, you know i always talk about that we have this little child inside of us the women this little girl men this little boy um, or whoever you want the gender of your little child to be and whatever did not get nurtured in this baby that is what shows up in our automatic negative thoughts so where do they come from? People often ask me, like, <laughs> is there a way I could have avoided having this self-criticism? Was there something that I missed? Was there a class I did not take growing up? Well, I will tell you that they do often originate from our families of origin, our early experiences, and there are a lot of things that do shape them. So we know that thoughts are created in, in numerous ways. If you have a strong emotional response to something, then you're going to have some thoughts about that. If you hear information repeatedly over and over again, some thoughts are going to be created around that. 
if you do not have your needs met in childhood, so if you have a parent or, or any other authority figure who is supposed to be a caregiver for you and they did not know how to express love to you and you were starved of that attention and affection, guess what? That's going to show up in your self-talk. If you didn't get your basic needs met in terms of food and shelter and clothing and just having some consistency in your home, then that's going to also show up in your negative thoughts. There are things such as just the idea of being safe, right? So some people didn't grow up in environments where it was safe for them. There was this constant threat of danger that affects that self-talk. If you had any kind of creativity that was stifled, or emotional expression that was stifled. So some people grew up in families where people only wanted you to go in a certain direction. There were things they didn't want you to do. So uh, I hear a lot of people talk about when they were raised in a family full of boys, there were certain things that they as a girl didn't get a chance to do. Or if it was one boy with several sisters, there were certain things that they were told not to do because we get into these stereotype gender norms. And so people weren't able to be their creative selves because someone told them, no, you can't do that. That's too masculine or that's too feminine or that's not something that's going to pan out in any kind of a lucrative career for you or this is the family business, you need to do this, right? So people didn't get a, really a chance to grow or you had some negative teachers or, or family members who just told you whatever your dream was couldn't be accomplished. You weren't good enough to do that. You can't make that happen. That's just a, a, a pipe dream, as they say. So that can be something that can affect where these negative thoughts come from. Over time, we will create our own reality. And I know that some of you have recognized when you've talked to other people, like, wait, that doesn't make sense. That's not accurate. It's easier for us to see it in others. It's harder for us to see it in ourselves. But we create these thoughts based on these hurts, based on these unresolved things that have happened, this fear, this lack of safety, the lack of being able to develop fully to our potential. These things are what we build these negative thoughts on. So they come from this place of what felt like truth to me then. And I just never replaced them. I never got updated information. And so they've just continued to build and grow. I've watered them, I fed them. Um, I've allowed them to come to the family gatherings. And so here they are, they're huge. And it's so difficult for me to be able to shake free of them because it's hard for me to separate them now from what really is accurate information, what my reality truthfully is, is skewed at this point. So how does that manifest in our bodies? Surprisingly, thoughts can affect our bodies in a lot of different ways. So we talk a lot about that gut health, how your stomach is functioning. I, as my um, son was younger, I would say your tummy yummies, how are your tummy yummies doing, right? So what happens is, so you, you've heard expressions like the bubble guts, um, so you get that diarrhea, your stomach is just it's growling, it get bloated, gas in there, um, knots, pains, um, pains you can't sometimes explain that happen in your stomach, heartburn that can come from up, just noise, so like, what is that? What is going on there? Right. This is sometimes how these negative thoughts show up in our stomachs. They can show up in terms of our energy level. So we may just feel tired a lot of the time, heavy, um, low energy, just not. And it can affect your, your motivation in that way. But what it does is it affects your metabolism. And you're thinking like, what? I know, like we need one more thing to affect our metabolism in a negative way. Right. But that's what makes us feel tired and slow down. 
the problems with memory, attention, and concentration. And you are well aware that if you are engaged in something in your head, you're having a conversation with yourself sometimes, how it affects your ability to attend to what's going on around you. You can become consumed with your thoughts. The sleeping can be affected. So we can have insomnia where it's difficult for us to get to sleep or difficult for us to stay asleep. Or we can have the hypersomnia where now I'm just sleeping all the time because again, I may be tired. And so it's like I can't get enough rest. It compromises our immune systems, making us more susceptible to illness. And as you know, we are in a pandemic currently. And so the last thing we need to be doing is making ourselves more vulnerable to picking up an additional virus. We can overeat or undereat. We, we know we eat our feelings, but sometimes, again, because our gut health isn't in a good place, we don't have appetite. And so now our body is being able to be affected. And of course, if you overeat, you know you're sluggish. If you undereat, you know you're tired, right? So we're creating these dynamics within ourselves. Uh, we can experience a lot of just that muscle tension and pain, neck, shoulders, back, knees. Um, you have aches in your body, headaches is very common, but also it can start to affect your functioning in your liver or your thyroid or your heart. And we wonder like, why am I having um, vulnerability to these cardiac events because of all this negativity that I have. So it's in my head now, it's consuming me. And it doesn't have to be other people coming in. We think, oh, if I don't have negative critical people in my life, I should be fine, right? I am the negative critical people. So whether it comes from them or it comes from me, it still has the same effect on my body. Psychologically, how does it affect us? We know we're more susceptible to depression and anxiety, but also perfectionism, just wanting to get everything right and having so much weight on decisions that it's affecting your ability to even make a decision because, oh, what if I don't make the right choice? What if it's not perfect? What if I'm not perfect and none of us is perfect? But it also limits us. So we wanna stay in this safe place. We wanna stay where it's comfortable. And so then we don't, again, reach that fullest potential because we're fearful. And we know that fear limits us from being able to even see what's possible. We don't even consider options. There are things that are just simply taken off the table for us. It affects our worth. We don't value ourselves. And we know when we don't value ourselves, that is going to show up what in the relationships we have with other people. So now I'm picking partners that don't value me because I'm demonstrating for them how to treat me. I don't treat me well. So how are they going to treat me? Same thing is going to happen in my friendships where I'm going to feel undervalued because I'm going to pick people that don't value me. It's going to show up in my work environment. I'm going to take on too much and people are going to keep heaping things on me or I'm not gonna show up and be the best I can be, so I just stay stuck in the same place and I never advance in my career and I'm dissatisfied. And we know that when you are unhappy in your job and this is a place that you go to consistently throughout your week, then that's gonna show up in other areas of your life as well. So now I'm bringing this home. So now it's got this domino effect and it's just throwing everything out of balance. So how do we challenge this inner critic? I like the Very Well Mind website because they always have a lot of nice um, stories and articles on there, little bit brief things most of the time, things that are, are pretty easy to get through when you don't have a lot of time but need a little boost. And so they had several things on here and I just was like 
they're the list. So pay attention to your inner critic. Uh, you all know that I'm always trying to bring your awareness to yourself. So what am I actually thinking? What are these 60,000 thoughts a day? What's running through my head? So if I don't know what I'm thinking about myself, then I won't be able to create a plan in order to be able to address it. So when I do recognize what I'm thinking, then I need to find the exceptions. When is this not true? So that's that reality checking piece, because again, the foundation upon which I built these thoughts are not accurate. They are fallacies. So anything that is connected to this fallacy also is not going to be true. So I need to find the truth in that. So what are the exceptions to this? Where's my evidence to support this thought? Maybe where's my evidence to challenge this thought? Ask yourself if you would talk to anyone that you love in this way. Now, let me make a caveat by saying some of us grew up in families where it was very common for us to speak in harsh ways to each other. So if your family had that background of being very harsh in how they delivered information, don't utilize your family as the basis for which you make this evaluation, right? So go to a healthier family that had dynamics of support and encouragement and look at them would I talk to anyone in this very loving family in this way, right? Because again, we always need to consider the source and some of our sources are truly based in some dysfunctional practices. So I don't need to have that be my model. Remember that because thoughts are constructed, they are not always accurate. And so what I wanna do is make sure that I maybe am checking in with someone who has more of an accurate perspective. So often I may need to run some things by folks. If I find like, I'm trying to challenge my negative thoughts and my challenges are all negative, I might need a little help and support. And I will frequently encourage people to create an affirmation box. And so you have your friends, your family, your loved ones, again, only healthy folks. Do not get them dysfunctional folks to be writing things down for you. And have them write down some of your positive characteristics, some of the things that they really like about you the things that they think are your gifts and your purpose. And when you're in that negative space, you can just pull out one of those things, right? This is a way to reality check. So I say, I'm not good at anything. Here I pull out five ways, different things that I'm great at, right? So that's a way to challenge myself. Limit your time. I'm a big proponent of setting aside time, right? You all have heard me say set aside time to worry, but you limit that time. So if I'm going to say some negative thoughts about myself, those negative thoughts get 30 seconds. That's what you get. You get 30 seconds because you don't need any more time than that to dwell on negative things or a minute, right? So you want to work your way down. If, if you're finding that this is hours, hey, let's cut those hours down. Let's go from six to four to three to two, right? So we work our way down. Um, I recognize that it's not as easy as I may be making it sound to just turn those thoughts off. But with practice, you can get better at it. Um, change your language, right? So oftentimes, we're not accurate in our description of what exactly we're experiencing. Tap into the feelings. So it may be that I'm scrolling through social media of doom and I see somebody and they have purchased this house. I mean, and it's they built it. It's, it's gorgeous. It's all of the things that I ever thought I wanted. And I am stuck in this place of comparison, 
We just talked about upward and downward comparison in the last video. And I say to myself, see, this is proof you're not worthy because if you were, you would have this house. Let me take a, back, a step back and think to myself, what am I really feeling? I might be feeling disappointed, but why am I disappointed? I'm disappointed because I don't have these things, right? So you see how that's taking away from I'm a mess to I'm simply feeling discouraged in this moment or disappointed in this moment, sad in this moment. Then I can address the feeling and get it off of a self-attack, right? Because we have talked about some ways to soothe those feelings. Check your negative critic. I, I, and I like to have conversations with myself. And I know sometimes people feel like, oh, there's something wrong with you if you have conversations with yourself. Who better to talk to about you than you? You are an expert on you, right? So have a conversation with yourself. Check, check that negative critic. Like, like, first of all, who are you? Who are you to tell me that I'm not good enough? I'm not pretty enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not wealthy enough. Whatever, whatever it, it may be. Um, that's a way to fight back and you have the power to be able to use your voice, even with yourself. Give yourself permission to love yourself. A lot of times because of how we grew up, we weren't told that we were loved. Now people sometimes say that, well, I showed you love. I didn't have to tell you why well, I have to keep telling you. Well, the reality is we need to hear it too. Yes, I need to hear it and see it, but I do still need to hear it. So give yourself permission to love you, even if other people have not. Open yourself up to the possibility of loving yourself. Talk to yourself in a way you would talk to that good supportive friend. When they're going through things and you have a good word for them, give you a good word too. Shift your perspective. Sometimes we make things larger than they really are. How am I gonna feel about this tomorrow? How am I going to feel about this in a few years? It's not going to be a big deal to me then because in the scheme of things, this negative thought is so minor. So why am I giving it all this time and attention when there are other things that are more productive I could be giving time and attention to? Say your negative thoughts out loud. And again, I know you all have issues with talking to yourselves, but I encourage you to get comfortable talking to you. Right, so get in that mirror and say this stuff out loud and hear how it sounds. And ask yourself now, what does this remind me of? Or who does this remind me of? And if it's this person that you know was negative, was not healthy, then why have I taken on their voice, right? Let me replace their voice with one that's more authentic to me and loving of me. Visualize a stop sign. That's one of my favorites. Big red stop sign. Because oftentimes we need something to just jolt us out of negativity to get that critical thought to stop mid. Mm, we're not doing that. Stop it. And, and again, this is part of you having this conversation with yourself. And here's why I'm not going to allow you to continue with that. Just like I would not let someone disrespect my child or my partner, or my mom, or my dad. I'm not going to let you, negative thought, disrespect me either. Visualize a different message. I like imagery because sometimes we need to see things. 
So visualize these affirmations. Visualize these positive statements about yourself. Visualize these times when you have been able to be successful and triumphant and you looked amazing and all of these things that make us feel good about us, the joys that we have. Visualize those things so that you can replace that automatic negative thought. I know that it is difficult for us to be able to have conversations with ourselves, especially when we are trying to challenge these negative thoughts. I will tell you that you can become a prisoner of your mind. It will hold you hostage and it will keep you in fear. And when we are in fear, we retreat. We try to keep ourselves safe. So fear does not allow us to grow and blossom and develop. And then what ends up happening is now I'm destroying myself. So I need to give myself permission to stop hurting myself and because I always like to replace things and we have to show up with an adaptive behavior and I am going to demonstrate to other people how to treat me by treating myself in a loving and caring manner. Because when I don't, guess what? Other people aren't going to treat me in a loving and caring manner either because they're seeing how I treat me. Again, I want to be my own friend. So if I can't treat myself well, these other people aren't. So teach you how to love you, teach you how to be an amazing friend to yourself and teach you how to challenge that inner critic. Give that inner critic a name. You know, you can call that inner critic um, a negative Nancy or, or talk too much Ted. <laughs> Whatever you want so, so that you can recognize that that is a separate entity. That is not a part of you. This is something different. This is something foreign that's not supposed to be here. And we know that when we have uninvited guests, we can invite them to leave. So negative Nancy, you have to go because you're causing a lot of chaos in my life right now. Talkative Ted, will you be quiet? Mouth almighty tongue everlasting. Stop it. Stop talking to me. Right? So you deserve to be loved by you and to be your best friend. Be encouraged.